Home time with Bush and Richie. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Uh, I want to uh, live the. I want to live the freedom that you're going to get tomorrow. Um, Bush, uh, once again, I've said tomorrow. I mean, you know, you might not be listening to sort of like, you know... uh, They might be listening backwards. Exactly. Countdown on them. Look, the next edition of the podcast, Bush isn't going to be here because he's he's taking a a, a long weekend. What are you going to do with it? I just can't do anything, can you? No, exactly. Can't do anything, but... um, Actually, I'd love to say, oh, we've just decided to take a bit of time with the family and stuff like that. We have to take certain days off. <laughs> yeah. Richie's got it coming up too. I know, we've, we've basically got to take time off. It, see, being self-employed like we are as well, it's the, the only time that we get a little semblance of... Um, well, you know when you like people who work and have got, like, they're employed, they've got like, oh, like producer Adam's gone about needing to take two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. The big difference is when we take time off, we don't get paid. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll be thinking about that probably. Yeah. <laughs> and having toast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Saving money. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. We'd like you to be in the money right now. It's another chance for you, the Hometime listeners, to be cut in on a little merchandise idea uh, from Bush and my, uh, Bush and myself, uh, because we have this idea of the Hometime Christmas Show advert uh, for 2020, and we need a character from you. So... One of the things that you find so often in these uh, these adverts for uh, uh, Christmas campaigns yeah. is that you'll get a vegetable, some kind of food item that has been brought to life. Yes. It's the central character in the advert. But then what they do is a little branch off from that. They'll then have a cuddly version of that that you can go and buy. So that's that's what we need to have in our advert for the Home Time Show for 2020. Yeah, I don't know what shop it is. What's that shop that's got a carrot to try and get home? It's like it, as if a is, carrot commutes. I think that is Aldi. Is that I mean, Aldi? I believe it's Kevin the Carrot. Kevin the Carrot, there you go. So Aldi have got Kevin the Carrot, loads of parents fighting each other and doing like drop kicks just so they can get hold of Kevin the Carrot for their kids. That is the kind of, we want to cut, a bit of a cut of the uh, merchandise market for that kind of thing, Exactly. Don't we? So what we need from you this evening is we want you to get in touch with us, Give us a vegetable and attach a name to it. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a pretty simple request, but hopefully by working together as a hometown audience, we'll be able to find that lovable character that will be the central star of the hometown Christmas advert for 2020. Knitted little versions of it. Maybe you can get it with like a Happy Meal if you were in McDonald's or something like that. Yeah. The, the, the sky's the limit with this. And who knows? We might cut you in on a bit of the merchandise as well. So Exactly. Uh, and the formula, like Richie said, is name plus a veg. What are you going with? Any suggestions, early doors? Uh, early door suggestion from me is... Uh, a very brave character, Spartacus Sprout. Spartacus Sprout. Sounds quite grandiose in many ways. Exactly. He's quite a brave character because obviously the Sprout is very much your, your veggie Christmas that is divisive. You and don't like Sprouts, do you? I don't like Sprouts. So you've actually named a veg that you don't like. <laughs> Correct, yes. <laughs> that's how that's how invested in this advert you are. And I appreciate I would, it. I would say at large people are, are against Sprouts. It's not exactly a vegetable that you see much throughout the rest of the year, well, is it? Well, this is the point, maybe this, you know, Spartacus, of course, led the rebellion of, you know, uh, the enslaved gladiators and all that kind of thing. Mm. Maybe Spartacus the Sprout could have some kind of insurrection or rebellion where he's trying to get sprouts put out there 365 days of the year. Look, there's even a storyline for it. There is. That's my suggestion. Spartacus Sprout. It's it's a first name, rather posh one, and a vegetable. Although mine, uh, Clive the Coconut, 
seems a little like, like he's not got much of a backstory. <laughs> I just feel like coconuts have got bad PR because they, from a distance, they don't look right. Do you know what I mean? They but, look a bit like. Are they a pair of? Oh, I, 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 I can see what you. you Do you I, know what I mean? Yes, but what was his first name? Sorry, Clive. Clive the coconut obviously wants to get a bit of the Christmas action. You don't really see your coconuts around at Christmas, <laughs> not at do all. you? Not at so all. So that's why he could work. I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving that a bit of a, a positive PR spin. A strong start. The coconut is that a veg? That is a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> um, is he a fruit though? What is a coconut? I don't know. I think a coconut's just a thing, isn't it? I was I was googling different veg by alphabet, <laughs> and I'm sure coconut was on there. If not, this is this is absolutely blowing my mind. <laughs> if anyone can put a classification on a coconut, please get in touch. I've got a feeling it's a plant. It. Just a plant? I think it's a plant. Anyway, it's got to be one or the other, isn't it? Get in touch with us. What's a coconut? Uh, Alan says, Herbert the courgette. Uh, I think Alan's being a little bit naughty there because as emojis go, courgette's one that gets used for... Yeah, you know, if we can see the text, right? The way you've responded to this uh, entire phone-in, it says a lot about the kind of person you are. And there's quite a lot of carry-on action going on. <laughs> Stephen right. Upminster says, what about Sarah Champignon? A lovable Christmas mushroom. Now, the champers will be over the moon with that. <laughs> what a lovely... I can a... see her in the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she could star in the ad. She would love that. Uh, Philip, uh, Philip says, uh, Kevin Kale. Um, I like it. I like kale. I like kale as well. Uh, I can't see it necessarily as being... When you look at the shape of kale... You're not very easy going to bring it to life, it's are you? All over the place, just like a mess. <laughs> Although Kevin Kale sounds like a, a like a winger who played for Southampton in the nineties. I think he may well have been. He might have done. <laughs> uh, Bush suggested earlier, Clive the coconut. Uh, we did point out that a coconut isn't a vegetable. Uh, we can confirm now. I've looked this, this up. This is blowing my mind. I just thought it was a veg. The coconut tree is a member of the palm tree family. Right. The coconut refers to the seed that drops from it. So what is it then? Just an coconut. Is a seed. Just a seed. It's a seed. Wow, how disappointing. I feel really bad for Clive, Clive the Coconut. Yeah. I'm afraid he's uh, he's not going to get the callback for the second line of auditions. Exactly. He's kind of, it's, it's almost like a, a, a pea, because a pea is like a seed that drops out of a runner bean. Well, there's, I think there's, a, there's a, an entire... If this story continues, Clive the Coconut face pushed up against the window <laughs> on Christmas. You know what I mean? You're like really pushing his, his agenda somewhere. I've got big vested interest in Clive. I tried to get him a music career, a music deal. <laughs> it wasn't working out. Uh, Alan says, what about Rab the Radish? Red, fiery and Scottish and will dominate Christmas dinner, if we're allowed one. He says, uh, could also be adopted for our mascot for the Euros next year. I like that. Which is good, isn't it? Uh, we've got Lee on the line who says in his text that he's got a good one, right? So we've had to call him back. Lee, tell us your, uh, your idea for this veg thing. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> he's going for this. Yeah, oh, he's got to make sure <laughs> that the circumstances are perfect to deliver us what I'm now expecting to be a great name. He's, he's going to have a run-up at it. Go on, then. <laughs> go on, we're going to go for Pegasus, the parsnip. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like almost reaching back to Greek mythology and stuff like that. Well, why Pegasus, the parsnip? Tell us about him. Oh, correct my Greek mythology if I am wrong. Um, parsnips are white. Pegasus was a white horse. Sticks and wings on that parsnip, and that Audi carrot has got some competition, mate. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, so you're very much positioning Pegasus the parsnip in the home time show Christmas advert as being like the nemesis of actually another uh, food outlet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, stick some reindeer in there. They can have it right, old Barney, can't they? Well, the thing is as well, I mean, let's not, we're not we're not here to slag off Faldi's carrot no, we're or whatever. Not, not at all. But he's, he's taking ages to get home, whereas Pegasus can just fly back. A bit of helipad on the roof, he's there, isn't he? 
That's it. No, no messing around. Uh, Bush, a question to you as someone who uh, animates. I do. OK, Lee has spoken there about a parsnip being given wings and basically four legs because Pegasus is a flying horse. So how would you animate a, 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 a parsnip into a flying horse? It's like some awful Pokemon creation, isn't it? <laughs> <It's> I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, it was worth no. the wait. Thank you, fella. Well, Joe on the line. Joe, what veg character have you come up with? That was Roy the Pack Choi. Roy the Pack Choi. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm already interested in buying uh, Roy the Pak Choi merchandise. I'm just hearing his name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would just look great with like little arms coming out, little chubby legs, big nose, and a smile on that bottom bit in the the big green leaves of his hair. I yeah. could just just see him now. Uh, any backstory for him? What's his? Because obviously the the carrot off Aldi's trying to get home. What's Roy up to? I, I just think he's doing all his internet shopping before everybody else gets in on the big Friday deals. Fair enough. That's yeah. what he's doing, isn't it? Because he, he doesn't really have yeah. much um, much place with the actual food for Christmas, so <laughs> he's just buying presents. It's just online. <laughs> yeah, he's just online, you know, little pair of glasses on because he's a bit short-sighted being a pack choy. He's a bit short. Why are um, pack choys short-sighted? Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I just think, you know, they're a bit low to the ground and a little bit of dust in their eyes, and I just think they've got, you know, Joe is completely immersed in her character. I love it. We completely respect that. Well done, Joe. That's brilliant. No worries. Your suggestions tonight have blown us away. We've been overwhelmed, and we apologise, like Richie said earlier on. We can't read all of them out, but they're all brilliant. David says, Olivia the Olive, a fancy stuck-up Italian bird. (laughs) Thanks for that. Right. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, Kirsty's hanging on. Uh, I think she's she's doubling up. You got two for us, Kirsty. What do we got? Beverly broccoli and Clinton cauliflower. Beverly Broccoli and Clinton Cauliflower. Right, OK, yeah. so it's, it's it's two characters. Why is that? What's their story? Well, why does it have to be one? And obviously you can do a Romeo and Juliet kind of theme. They want to be together, but one family's green, one family's white, they're arch rivals because they want to be both on the plate at Christmas. That's and only really one point. can be on the plate. Yeah, because you never really see a plate served up with broccoli and cauliflower on it. This is it. No. I, it and it doesn't follow the... Uh, are you thinking of following the script of Romeo and Juliet right to the end with them, you know, taking the, the poison and all that kind of stuff? That's a, it's, it would be a tearjerker on Christmas Eve, that's for sure. Yeah, but then they could both just become awake or end up on the plates and be a broccoli and cauliflower cheese mix, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, Beverly, where art thou, Beverly? <laughs> I bite my thumb at thee. (laughs) Amazing. This is great. This is poetic, isn't it? It's great. It's very, very poetic. I can see it going in the history books. So, Brendan from our office sent me a link to a Christmas idea when I was on the train that nearly made me spit my tea out this afternoon. And I thought I've just got to share it with you guys. Uh, It's from a company called Love Oz, who I'd never heard of before. It was an Instagram advert. And what they do... This might might, uh, appeal to you if you're thinking of ideas for Christmas. They make deceased relatives' teeth into jewellery. My word. Is that not the weirdest thing you've ever heard of in your life? You've got to see this stuff, man. I've never seen anything like it. You'd have to have kept the deceased relatives' teeth in the first place to turn it into the jewellery. It's crazy. And the line on it, their their line that's supposed to hook you in so you click on them on Instagram, says, Now you can have beautiful jewellery made from a loved one's teeth. (laughs) What better way to remember the dearly departed? Wow. Wow. How morbid is that? It's like something out of a Stephen King novel. But it does raise an interesting question. That I thought we might want to explore this hour of the show. <laughs> Have you ever kept bits of someone? <laughs> that's, that's the this phone. This is in. your best question ever. This is the phone in. Have you <laughs> kept bits of someone? 
Because, oh, you know, wow. like, and I don't, you don't always don't mean, like, people who've passed away or no. whatever. Like, could be, like, the hair of your kids from, maybe your, your child had a really long ponytail and you, you cut that and then you've kept the hair. Do you know what I mean? I remember there being an almighty row, an almighty row that kicked off when I suggested that I was going to cut Rocco's hair because it was looking a little bit straggly. Yeah. And Natalie said, you haven't done that yet, have you? I went, no, 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 I was just thinking of doing it. I've got got my clippers, because it just looks rubbish at the back. Give him a little crew cut. And she said, oh, is this to be his first cut? You've got to keep it. And I was like, well, out of interest, what would have happened yeah. if, I'd, if I'd done it? She went, I think I would have left him gone and moved in with my mum. Really? Just just because, what, just because is that a thing, keeping the first haircut? Apparently it is, and I, <laughs> I, I didn't know. But the thing is, this stuff ends up in a bag in the loft, doesn't it? Do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Bag of hair, 20 years on for Rocco. He's like, what, what was going on I back then? I better be careful what I say here, just to get different time. But yeah. Martin yeah. says, I did keep my tonsils for a good number of years in a jar of gin. Really? I think this is just the tip of the weird iceberg with this thing. Wow. Uh, Andy Hall says on Twitter, I've got an artificial retina in a little pot. My retina got detached in November 96. I thought you'd like this, Richie. Was injected with a bit of silicon to stop my eye dissolving. <laughs> oh, mate, in Easter 97. And eventually, when my retina had healed, the silicon was taken out in the summer of 2003. And he's followed it up with a, a little photo of him holding like a little pot with... It looks like a newt in there rattling around in a bit of water. I've never seen anything like it. What is, you need to overcome this eye thing. I hate, I hate eyes. You really do? Absolutely hate eyes. I, I, do you hate your own eyes? Yes, I do. If I have, like, <laughs> a, um, uh, like, an eyelash that gets in my eye, or, or, like, it goes... If my eye goes slightly bloodshot, for example, because yeah. I'm tired... I think it's the end of the world and I'm going to die. This is unbelievable. I absolutely hate eyes, so I, I did not need to hear that. And the, and the fact that someone's tweeted a picture <laughs> of a so detached bad. retina means I'm not going near Twitter for the rest of the show. <laughs> We're the only radio show in the United Kingdom doing a phone-in call, Have You Kept Bits of Someone? More eye stuff coming in, mate. I have my granddad's glass eye that my granny gave me after he died ten years ago, and I still have it. Ha-ha, says the text. Wow, she's got an eye in there. That's pretty crazy. My, my friend Toby Layton Pope has just texted me. He says, I've got a little box with my old baby teeth in it and a couple of big second teeth too. Also my big toenail from when I ripped it off barefoot cycling. The box is in my mum's house somewhere. Wow. Gets weirder and weirder. Uh, Mike in Swansea says, the wife and I were searching on top of the wardrobe on Saturday and came across a pink box with scam photos and woolen boots from our two daughters, Levi and Georgia, who are now 19 and 16. And there was two little tins, and they had their first locks of hair they'd cut off, and then the other one had their belly buttons in, which looked like two bits of pork scratchings. Oh. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> right, let's bravely go to the phones. Uh, Jane, what have you got? Right, I had my gallbladder out 15 years ago. Oh, man. And um, they had 26 uh, gallstones. Wow, it must be like a bag of marbles. Yeah, and um, they are still in a test tube in my kitchen cupboard next to all my mugs. <laughs> Why are you keeping that in your kitchen? Are you, like, blind baking with your gallstones or something? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good idea, actually. No, and my, no it's not. my best mate... My best mates always take the mick out of me because I always bring up the story of my many medical uh, encounters. But why, why are they in your house, though? Why don't you just chuck them in the bin and just forget about them? Why do you keep them so close? Um, because they parted me, aren't they? That's a good point. Well, they were. That's uh, no arguing with that. Okay, the, the, the supplementary question to that is, Jane, if you, if you do okay. have to keep them in the house, why in the yeah. kitchen? I would have thought this is like a sideboard thing or a bedside table. I don't know, really. They've just been there for the last 15 years. 
I can imagine after a couple of drinks, Jane, here we go again, the gallstones come out. <laughs> yeah, and um, they make a nice little shaking noise just in case anybody's dancing oh. in the kitchen as well. Fantastic. There you go. Jane, okay. what a treat. Thank you very much for chatting. We've got Donald on the line. Donald, what happened to you, mate? At the end of the index finger off my left hand, I was doing some chopping with a chop saw and accidentally cut off my finger. But I didn't notice it straight away. I found it about three months later. It actually come out of the saw and I put it in a tin and kept it. Oh, my. And what state was the end of your index finger in if it had been, like, just stuck onto the it, saw for three months? It, it wasn't in. It, it was a mess. And when I went down to the hospital, they, they didn't operate on it until next day, so it was an open wound all night. Don, oh. Donald, I'm, I'm probably being daft here. When you say... So, obviously, you only noticed that it was stuck in the saw three months later. You didn't realise... It didn't take that long to realise you'd chopped your finger off, obviously. No, no, obviously... It, it actually, I was doing some more saw, sawing with saw, and, and in the morning when I woke up, because it was in the bedroom, I we was doing some work, and I noticed this black thing on the floor, and I'm thinking, what the, is that? Right, and when I went over, it just so happened to be the end of my finger. Wow, oh, he's, Donald sounds hard as nails, doesn't he? <laughs> he's hard as nails. Donald, thank you very much for that, and on behalf of everyone who's having their tea this evening, particularly if they're having bangers, thank you. Thank you very much. OK, thank you very much. We have some fantastic prizes to give you in a little game that we like to call... Yes, didn't accidentally press the button. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile's Black Friday event, which is here. They've got incredible weekly deals on the latest handsets and sims packed full of data. Uh, Should we speak to our contestant? He's on the line right now and he's called Chris. All right, Chris, how's it going? Yeah, very well. Very well. I'm just glad for the opportunity, to be honest. Hi, no worries at all. Where are you calling from, Chris? Uh, Cheston in Hertfordshire. Oh, just down the road from me. I can hand deliver anything you pick up. Oh, even better. Well, that wasn't actually a genuine. That wasn't a genuine offer. I think COVID might stop that. But, uh, well, I think it's been recorded. We, we've got that oh, down no. in print. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's explain some rules. Uh, the presenter will not deliver the prizes. We have oh. a shed load of prizes up for grabs. That's the rule I've just added in. Uh, we have a shed load of prizes for you here, Chris. Couldn't be easy for you to win them. Uh, we're going to read out every prize that we have. When you say stop, uh, you get to keep what whatever we've listed off. But, of course, there is a catch. There's a timer. We don't know how long is on that timer or when it runs out. Uh, if you haven't stopped and the timer goes off, you lose everything. Everything. Uh, you'll know when the time is up because you'll hear this. Whoa. Right, does that all make sense, Chris? Yeah, it all makes sense. Good man. Good lads. Uh, And remember to say the word more and we'll keep listing off prizes or stop when you want to claim your haul. Let's play more, more, more. Here we go then. A vinyl record player. More. £100 in cash. More. A Samsung S20 FE, part of Tesco Mobile's Black Friday deals. More. Speakers to go with the vinyl record player. Stop. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like your score, score, score? Well done, Chris. You did pretty well there, fella. Yeah, I, uh, well, I've tried to remain humble and not get too greedy. God, 
God knows how many more prizes potentially it could have been. Wow. Look, I think we can confirm that Bush and I both got you down as a very humble man. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's just recap where well, you have one. The vinyl record player, £100 in cash, a Samsung ST20, S20, FE. It's all the numbers, all the letters. Uh, part of Tesco Mobile's Black Friday deals. A speakers to go with the vinyl record player. That's when you then uh, uh, pulled out the stumps. Um, mangling with metaphors I was, somewhere. I was interested where that one was going. <laughs> Um, Chris, it turns out that if you'd held fire and played a bit more cricket, £400 in cash and a cuddly toy would have been yours. So I think you've done all right there. That's a good place to get out, I reckon. Yeah, 400 would have been nice, but, you know, I'm glad I've left with something. Fantastic. Well, we'll chuff for you, Chris. Have a brilliant rest of your evening, all right? No, thank you very much. You too. Thank you. And keep an eye out for Richie. I think he'll beat the horn when he's down the end of the drive. I've just checked. Chesnut is a lot further away from me than I thought it was, so I, I won't be able to pass by. Oh, what a shame. Well, listen, if you want to play more, more, more and find out the full terms and conditions, register online at absoluteradio.co.uk. You'll also find an extra chance for you to win every day. That's all thanks to Tesco Mobile's Black Friday event. It's Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie is what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I think, uh, Rich, you'd agree that uh, we live our lives vicariously through you, the hometown listeners, mm. on this show, and we wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you lot. And I love getting your messages and everything like that as well. What's the best bit about getting home on the train is just sitting there and going through some of the tweets and stuff that we've had during the show. Uh, there was a, a listener called Doove who, for whatever reason, sent me uh, a weird thing that he subscribes to. Oh, right, OK. And he did, did a screenshot of it, and this is a, a real thing, apparently. He has a H. Source subscription. Really? They send him a 600 milliliter, I think, bottle of HP Source, I think uh, quarterly. What, how much uh, is he going through? Apparently, if you subscribe, you get a much better deal on your source consumption overall <laughs> over the whole course of the year. And I thought, what an unbelievable thing. And it turns out, this is like a bit of the tip of the iceberg in that, um, excuse the pun with food there, a lot of people subscribe to weird stuff. I think in this day and age where you're looking for a deal and you can you can order stuff on Amazon at the touch of a button or whatever, yeah. you end up with these weird subscription things. So I thought, final hour of the show, show and tell, cards on the table... Do you subscribe to a weird thing? Well, do you, do you know what? I, I'd have to. I personally think I'm conventional, yeah. but some might say this is weird. But I, I just subscribe to Rail Magazine. Oh, I've seen that poking out the top of your bag sometimes, <laughs> like a bit of blue over there in the corner yeah. of the studio. But a magazine is uh, that's a conventional subscription. It's almost is. a little bit old school because I, I, mean, I remember back in the day uh, having the Transformers magazine on subscription. I'd always have to go down to the uh, the W H Smiths in Trowbridge to pick it up. There it is, Rail Mac. Yeah, yeah. And what's the front of this this month's edition? How COVID safe is train travel? There you go. Happy reading on the way home, isn't it? Government speaks to scientists leading the government's 1.6 million pound study to find out. And is there? A, is, do you have like a centre? Fold, like a real raunchy picture of a train spread over two pages. <laughs> what is that? The <laughs> it's a class thirty-seven going into a tunnel. Whoa, that is it's quite racy. <laughs> anyway, uh, already they're coming in though. Frosty Child on Frosty Chick, sorry, on Twitter. Mushroom pate subscription of all the things. Mushroom pate and deodorant as well. Apparently, that's not the flavour of the deodorant, right? <laughs> that would be absolutely awful as well. <laughs> and then uh, Dean Mancini's been on to say that he has underwear and socks. He gets them once a month on a subscription. Dean is my kind of guy. He sounds like it. Rob, what's yours? My subscription is boxer shorts. <laughs> wow. So you, what, you get a monthly boxer shorts subscription or how often do they send them to you? Uh, every month. 
£9.99 a month and they send me out um, a pair of really nice box of shorts every month with a funky design on. Wow. Wow. So well, you get one new pair a month? Yeah. That's probably, I guess, all one would need to go through. I, I maintain a pretty organised fleet of pants. Yeah. Uh, but I love the idea of getting a, a fresh one each month. Do you, do you clear out the entire lot and then start from fresh and just wear that one pant for the month and then upgrade to the next one and it, and it, and it gets bigger, the, the pants the collection, that is? <laughs> yeah, no, the collection's just... I started in January, so I'll be getting my turn number 12 next month. Wow. What is the name of this company? On That Ass. <laughs> <laughs> On That Ass dot com. Yep, that's the one. Rob, that's brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Come across some decent ideas, actually. Uh, Paul, what do you subscribe to? It's a service called We Win For You. They, they enter you into competitions that you find on the internet. Not, not your £100,000 one, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> but um, but you, can, you can win holidays and beauty things, all sorts. Wow. And so what, what, what's your part of the bargain? What do you have to give them? You just give them your details and that they've got some sort of robot that puts it into the competitions for you. You're very trusting, Paul. Yes. <laughs> Have you won anything from them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won a holiday. I've been to, I went to Barcelona. I've won, um, not this year, unfortunately, but, uh, right. but no, I've won lots of things over the years, lots of little things. It's, you know, things, often stuff just turns up. It's unbelievable. So you basically, if, if you win any of these things, you just you thank the robot. I uh, thank the robot, exactly. Yeah, it's a fantastic robot. <laughs> Good robot. <laughs> We've just found out that um, you may have been uh, uh, listening... Well, of course you were listening at the beginning of the podcast. Our producer has, has, has still got to take three weeks' holiday before the end of the year. Is that real? Yeah. Three weeks before... That is unbelievable. What you, get, you have to get going now. Well, I'm off next week and it's in lockdown, so I'm in the same situation you are. Dear, this is... A, if anyone, if you listen to this now and you've got more leave that you need to take than three <laughs> weeks, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's unbelievable. OK, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie. Podcast. It is now over. It's over. It's over. It's done.